Hey, Oasis Church Chicago, Pastor JP here. Hey, we're so glad that you're joining with us on our podcast today. I pray today that this message stirs your faith, that it builds you up, that it draws you closer to the Father's heart, and ultimately that you just feel the embrace of heaven. We would love to stay connected with you and you to stay connected with us. So please feel free to check us out on our website, oasischurchchicago.com, or download our app, Oasis Church Chicago. Also, you can be sure to join with us on our live stream on our YouTube page every Wednesday night and Sunday morning. Now here's today's message. Forgive my voice today, I won't be doing much yelling. Uh, Some of you are happy for that. Um, But we're gonna jump in. We've been in a series entitled Behold this summer. Just felt like the Lord said, go after um, that, that passage in Corinthians where it talks about beholding the glory of the Lord, right? Um, and, and we've been looking at um, the love of God, God as a good father, um, and, and just looking at the scriptures and looking at the life of Jesus, looking at the teachings of Jesus through the apostles, looking at different parts of the Bible, where just we want to behold the right picture of Jesus. I've said it before in the series, I'll continue to say it. It's probably a, a mantra that I wanna live by throughout the rest of my, like through, throughout my life. It, it's you become what you behold, right? How, how many of you have experienced that even over the last couple, like you're realizing like what you're beholding you become, right? So like many of you don't know this and it's not, I'm, I'm not trying to say something proud, proud, pridefully, proudly, either one, um, but like I'm, I'm training for a, a triathlon coming up in August, and um, yeah, pray that I just don't die, okay, just, that's your prayer, that's my prayer request, that I don't die in the water, um, but I find myself now, you know, in my off moments, going to YouTube and no longer watching like highlights from a Premier League game or some sermon, I'm going to triathlon um, races and watching the transitions between the, the swimming and the running and the biking and all that stuff. I, I'm becoming a triathlete. Right, Carlos, me and you, with Tim, we're doing, I'm just, you become what you behold. Like, in any area of your life, but ultimately, I, I, this whole, you know, uh, series came out of, the Lord is just really looking to strengthen us. He's really looking to make us a people that become like Jesus. Did you know that's, that's the goal? The goal is to not just get saved, right? The goal isn't to just pull you out of something. It's to bring you, right? I say it often, into something and to become like him. That's the goal for his church. That's the goal for his bride. That's the goal for you is when you behold him, you become like him. You know him, and so you operate from what he's about, and and you do the things that that honor him and and move him, and you want to just be with him. So we talked about the love of God. We talked about God as a good father, and as I was preparing and praying for today, I mean, I just really felt that we're gonna come into a deeper reality of the lordship of Jesus today. We have to behold him as Lord. And today I wanna just walk us through a passage of scripture, I'll get there in a few moments, but I I really felt in my spirit today that, that this is a huge reality, whether you've been serving Jesus as Lord for 40 years, or you've been doing this thing for four months. We all need an increased measure and maybe a a readjustment, a realignment of understanding Jesus, beholding him as Lord. Amen? And so today, that's that's what I want to do that. You know, when you confessed Jesus, like Romans 10, 9 says, you, you confessed him and you gave your heart to him, you gave your life to him, you didn't confess him as anything else. You said, Jesus is Lord. That's what the scriptures say when you confess them with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. That's the confession. He is great friend. He is great savior. He is majestic king, but he is Lord. And like I said, when you got brought out of the old life and you got brought into the new man, you entered into a new kingdom where there's a new operating system (laughs) and there's a new king, a new Lord. And his name's Jesus. And this isn't a fearful thing. Like, like if you hear fear today, it's, it's not coming from me. I'm gonna do my best. Like, that's, that's the voice of the liar. 
This is an invitation because I've watched in my life, when I come under the lordship of Jesus more and more, my life receives immense grace and peace. And so I wanna, I wanna teach today just for a few minutes, but I wanna define the word Lord. I mean, you know, I, I've read commentaries all week trying to like pull off. Can I just give you my working definition for, for my life from pulling others? It's this. It's what I find to be most useful. It's the one with full authority. Supreme rule, ownership. That's what the definition of Lord, when I, when I hear that, those are the things I think about. Ultimate authority. <laughs> How many of you love authority today? My hand's up. I want authority in my life. But, but it's the supreme rule. And he's the owner over my life. Okay? And so, so, so what, I've, what I've found and, and what I'm hoping to just leave today is this, is that oftentimes when I stop beholding Jesus, I lose out on the reality that he is Lord. In return, I have a lordship problem. And when I have a lordship problem, which we're all gonna face throughout certain points of this walk, don't, don't hear me like, oh, I, I'm never gonna face this again, or someone sitting next to you and they've served in the Lord for a long time, like they've not, they've not, we all face it. We all wrestle with this thing. Our flesh wants to come out from underneath his lordship. But, but what I've realized is that when things are not in order in me or at times even around me, it's not due to anyone else or anything else, but it's mostly due to the issue that he's not Lord in my life. I've, I've matured in my walk over these last 12 years, and I've realized that the most of the time, most of the time, 99.9% .9 of the time, that when there are things in my life that are upsetting, <laughs> when there are things in my life that seem out of control, when there's things in my life that seem chaotic, it's not the circumstances, it's not the issues, it's a lordship issue with me and him. We're, blame, we're quick to blame the circumstances and make issues bigger than they are, right? But the reality is this, is that often it's, it's really just coming down to trusting him as Lord. Guys, I, I can make a problem go from zero to 100 in seconds. I can't, I have a gift. I do. My, my wife, I'm so thankful for her. She's so graced to not make an issue go from zero to 100. She like does the opposite. It like goes in the negatives. I'm like, how do you do that? Like I can do that. And I'm not talking like circumstantial things like of, of like something happened to our kids or, or something's going on. I'm talking like issues in life that we all face, yes? And I, I've watched my life and I, and I quickly go from like, oh, this is the worst case scenario. And what I've realized in my life is what happens is this, is that I'm oftentimes in a place where he's not Lord. And that's what it comes down to. It's, it's super simple but super hard. But I believe today, like, if we come under this and we behold him as a Lord, we will receive what he has as our Lord. Okay, so, okay. So we're gonna go to Psalms 23. Everyone get your Bibles out and go to Psalms 23. I, I just believe this passage of scripture, and, and I would dare to say everyone in this room, whether you're, you go to church or not, and if you don't, we're so glad you're here today. We all know this passage of Scripture. You've heard it read maybe at a marriage ceremony or at a funeral or you've seen it on TV. You know, we used to say this before games. It's like, why are we saying this before anybody else? Like, we used to be in the locker room. I was a football chaplain, and they'd be like, Jay, we got to say the Lord's Prayer. I'm like, why? <laughs> like, why? Why? But sure enough, they all say the Lord's Prayer. Amen. Let's go. Oh, it's like, what? Why did we? <laughs> but can I be honest? Over the last, um, can, I, can I be transparent? Over the last few months, um, in, in my life personally, there's been some extremely difficult situations. There have been some 
situations where I've looked and been like, this is nuts. You've ever been there? Like, and, and you know the old saying, when it rains, it pours? It's like, it's pouring. And this is nuts. Sometimes you just need to say that to recognize, like, this is crazy. Like, what are we doing? And I, I, I'm serious. Over the last couple months, I, I have found myself before the Lord going, this is, this, is, this is really hard. And for the last few months, he's directed me back to Psalms 23. And so I'm gonna read this today. And, and I'm gonna ask that as I read this, as familiar as it is, we listen with ears from our heart that we've not listened to from a long time. Because as I'm sitting in those circumstances, as I'm sitting with God over the last few months, and I began to read this, I would read it really fast and just be like, that was cool. You told me to do it, I did it. Anybody ever done that with the Lord? Like, you told me to do it, I did it. Did it. He's like, no, go back and do it again. <laughs> and so I, I went from just reading real fast to actually ingesting this thing and digesting this thing and taking this thing in and letting it speak over my life. And I'm telling you, it has transformed my heart. Because when you behold him as the shepherd, as the Lord over your life, things start to come in order. So, so I, I, wanna, I wanna read this and, and not become, I don't want this to be a familiar passage today. I want this to be read today like this is the first time we're reading it, yeah? So, so, so let's go. Psalms 23. Here we go. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Come on. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. I have actually been, as I've been ministering to people up in the front or outside of service times, those phrase, that, that verse in, in verse two, that is a, a verse that the Lord continually brings to mind as I'm praying over people. Because I know how good this is and, I, and I'm believing it for others, okay? And so he refreshes my soul. How many of you need a refresher? Anybody need a refreshment today? Okay. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, the other translation would say the valley of shadow of death, right? I, I will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You, I love this, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love, other translations say goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is your promise today. This is the promise for every single one of us today. But what's fascinating of, of, of David's writing in this is he, he writes by saying, the Lord is my shepherd. He's fully aware that, that there is a shepherd, but he can't get to the shepherd part until he understands that he's first Lord. And when David comes under the, the agreement that he is Lord, who's a good shepherd, David then says, this is what you get to experience in the Lord. When you behold him as Lord, you get access. You get access into the promises of God. I, I don't mean this to be, to be mean. I, I don't mean this to be condemning. But you can't claim the promises of God if he's not Lord over your life. I've tried it. Right, right, guilty. And, and I, I mean, some of you might fight me on that. That's fine. Like, I, I just realized at times, like, man, you, you try to say, like, God, you're really good. You're going to lead me into green pastures. You're going to restore my soul. And he's like, but I'm not Lord over you. Now he's full of mercy. He's full of love. He will reach you where you're, like, all that yes and amen. But this is a, this is a, a word to disciples. It's quiet church this morning. He wants you to have access. 
That's what I, what I preached about the last couple of sermons was like, he's so good that he sent his son Jesus to die so that you could be reconciled back to the Father and now have access to him. With, you have direct access. You've ever been to a place where you're trying to get to somebody but there's people standing in the way? No? Just, okay, I've been to places where, where there's like security guards or things and you're like, I can't get to them, I can't get to them, I have no access. But then you get that little badge that says VIP and now you have an access pass to go see whoever you want to see? You, no? Right? And now you get into the place where you couldn't get in before? That is Jesus' work for you and me. He's so good that he desires for you and for me to have access into the promises of him being a good shepherd and what he desires for us. But it starts with us beholding him as Lord, ultimate ruler, ultimate supreme like authority, owner of my life. Oh, man, we have to catch this. And here, I say it a lot, but I'm going to say it again. When you came to Jesus, you died. Some of you are still holding on. Then you may, <laughs> then go back to Jesus and say, I will die even more. We have to die daily, yes. But when I came to Jesus, my life, my plans, my passions, my, my, my will died. And I was raised to life with him. You were raised to life with him. That's good news. But it's going like, I'm not in charge here anymore. How many of you are control freaks? Some of you are lying. You're not raising your hands and I know you. This is hard for everyone, but it's hard for control freaks, right? I want to drive the, the car. I, I want to be the captain of my own ship, right? To, to say, I, I want to make the decisions. I want to hold this thing all together in my hands. And he keeps saying to me, Jay, stop. I am the one that will hold this thing together. I am the one that will drive you down the right path. I am the one that wants to lead you, guide you, and direct you into all things. He says to me, and he's saying today, I want to be Lord over your life. <laughs> he wants to do it today. So I, I want to just walk us through this passage of Scripture. Can I do that? Because when he becomes Lord, when you behold him as Lord, and really, guys, okay, so like, you're like, how do I do that? Here, let me just give you a quick, can I give you a quick hack? Just wake up every day. And from your heart, say, Lord, be the Lord over my life. Just start there. Okay. Why church? First thing is this. When he's the Lord and he's the shepherd, you lack nothing. I, I love that passage of scripture. I didn't love it forever. I, I, I would read over it, I'd become familiar with it, or I, I would argue with it, like, oh, well, I'm lacking this, this, and this, and this. And now I read it, and I'm like, I lack nothing. Now, am I perfect in it? No. But, but the word says there, he says, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. When you come into the lordship of Jesus, your life lacks Nothing. Nothing. The word nothing in the original means nothing. It means nothing. It's like, it's like, well, let's dissect this in the Greek. It means nothing. It means you lack nothing at all. It, what, what happens, though, is this is like we begin to think we lack because we come out from being sheep. <laughs> have you ever been to a place and there are sheep there? Like, have you ever watched videos of sheep? I have. I have, years ago I was studying for this same passage of scripture and I went on to the internet and I was finding videos of sheep. They are dumb. Do you understand? They are dumb animals. Like they, they have no sense of like reality of what is good, what is bad. Like they just don't have a clue. They are fully dependent on their shepherd. No, I'm telling you, like I watch videos, they would be wandering, the shepherd would have to come over, whether it would be helpful with the dogs or, or his own thing, like come on, come on, come on, and they'd be wandering back and then they'd sit and they'd stand and I'd just be like, these things are dumb. The reality is this, when, he, when you behold him as Lord and you, and you declare that he's the shepherd, you need to act like a sheep. <laughs> you need to become like that. And you need to be okay with going, I'm, I'm just a sheep. 
I'm, I, I don't know what to do. Some of you don't need to tell yourself you're dumb. I tell myself, I'm like, I'm just, this is not, I'm not, I'm not smart here. I need to be fully dependent on him. Listen, you need to hear me. When he is Lord and you, you realize that, you get into a place where it's full dependency on him. Can I tell you, you never outgrow dependency in God. Some of you think you can. You get enough Bible in you, you get enough church services in you, <laughs> you get enough formation groups in you, you get enough prayer time in you, you think you outgrow the dependency of God and you think you can start doing this thing apart from him and that's not how the Lordship of Jesus works. The Lordship of Jesus works or you go, no, I can't do anything apart from you. I need you and then when I, when I come into that, everything else gets in order. I lack nothing. This is good news. When you behold him as Lord, ultimate rule, supreme authority, like owner of my life, you come into agreement with what he says. And what he says to me and to you is that you have everything. You have everything. No, 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 listen. It's not that you don't have things that come up. Like we've had needs in our lives. We, we have moments where we're like, I don't know how this is gonna work. I don't know how we're gonna pay this bill. I don't know how we're gonna do this thing, right? It's life. But what I've learned is to go quickly from that going, you're the shepherd of my life. You're the Lord over my life. So if I feel like I'm lacking something, it's because probably you, I haven't put my place in my, in my heart in the place where you are Lord. See, oftentimes it's not that you have like a relational issue. You have a lordship issue. Oftentimes when we feel like it's a financial issue in our lives, it's, it's not a financial issue, it's a lordship issue. It's oftentimes him saying, hey, I've been trying to tell you how to be a better steward. Can I get personal? Like, oh my gosh, is he sharing his insight to what is, hello? It's a lordship thing. And when I come under it, it's like, whoa, actually, no, God, you've given me, you've given me wisdom to be a good steward. You've given me wisdom of how your, how your kingdom works. I'm preaching a better message than, like, like, it's going, I lack nothing. And what's powerful is that God knows the moments when you feel like you're lacking. Can you hear me? He knows the areas where you feel like you need a breakthrough. You need that thing to come through. You need it. He, he's full. Can I tell you? He's more aware of it than you are. Can I tell you the goodness of God? He's more aware of the issue you are facing than you are. And he's not scared of it oh, some of you he's not alarmed by it he's not freaked out by it he's not up in heaven doing the calculator like how are we going to get this how are we going to make this work for for so and so how are we going to do this how I, I, he's like i got you come on anybody just need a reminder that god's got you <laughs> some of you you just need to know god's got you when he becomes lord he's got you and the problems that you're facing look like nothing when you get face to face with him. David writes, I have nothing to need. I have nothing to want. I have you, Lord, and I will give my life to you. I lack nothing. I love that. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Some of you just need to behold him in that verse for the next six months. Because anxiety breaks when you start to go, I lack nothing in you, Lord. Can I tell you the, the oftentimes the most anxious I feel is when it comes to situations where I feel like I'm lacking. Anybody else? That, I mean, that's, that's ultimately what anxiety comes from, right? It was like, I don't feel like I have something, and so I'm gonna go try to either get it, figure it out, make it happen, and I just get more anxiety. Anybody else? <laughs> It's like, it's like you're just compounding it on top of one. Instead of going, no, 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 no. Lord, Jesus, you said when you came, like, be anxious about nothing. Be anxious about nothing, but pray about everything. So I'm gonna stop talking about it. I'm gonna start, stop griping about it. I'm gonna start, stop complaining about it. I'm just gonna start praying with you and, and letting you be the Lord over my life. Okay. It's hard hard. It's not complicated, guys. 
Where's my shepherd? I shall not want. Okay, so then he, 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 the, the psalmist continues. He says, I, I make you lie down in green pastures and lead you besides still, quiet, peaceful waters. When he's Lord over your life, you will get into positions where you get to lie down in green pastures and he gets to restore your life with living water. How many of you want to lie down in green pastures and have the restoration? Some of you, he will make you lie down in green pastures because you need it. Oh, I've been there. He made me at times in my life lie down. Oh, I, I, there's been moments in my life, <laughs> I won't go into it, but there's been moments in my life, he's like, lie down. I was like, I have no choice now, I have to lie down, right? But, but, but this passage, I, I love this, is that he says, when you behold me as Lord, the good shepherd, your life then gets to be placed into green pastures, a place where there is running, living water to ingest and to receive <laughs> so that your life doesn't have to get nourishment from a bunch of junk. If the sheep went into the desert and started eating sand, they would not make it. Are you hearing me? It would not be a healthy diet for sheep to eat sand, from my understanding of biology. Some of you are like, well, actually, yeah, okay, guy. <laughs> he says, when he's Lord, he will bring you into pastures that are so green, water that's so still, that, man, you just, you just get to drink it in and eat it in and receive the goodness of God. I mean, I can tell you in those last few months where, where things seem chaotic and heavy and hard and I began to just dwell on this passage of scripture and just chew it, I would just say, Lord, I just... It's working. We back? It was a really spiritual moment for the mic to break. Lord, it's like, some of you can laugh at that. It's funny in my head. I'd be in those moments like, I just need to eat from you. I need your nourishment. I need your strength. Oh, I'm so thankful. And it turned from like, ah, to, Lord, you've led me beside still waters. Like, you're the Lord. All this stuff's gonna get worked out. Some of you need to look at your problems and circumstances and stop telling yourself how big they are and start telling them how big your God is. Hear me, please. Some of you need to learn the art of David when he looked at the giant and the giant's yelling at him and the giant's screaming at him and he's like, yo, I don't care how big you are, how, how big you've been, how, how these people are all scared. You're just a little, the little, little guy and you're gonna get taken down by a really big God. Okay, I'll, I could preach that. For, I'll move forward. But, but it was me coming into an agreement that he knew better for me than I knew better for myself. See, when it says that he will make you lie down in green pastures, the shepherd knows the best place for the sheep to go. The shepherd knows the best field for the sheep to go eat from. And so what this came down to was, was me going, I understand that you know better for me than I know myself. You have better plans for me. You have better places for me. You have better things for me, and I trust you, so I will lie down, and I'll let you feed me. Because you're Lord. You're in charge. And so I'm not gonna try to do this on my own. You, you, will, you will take care of the fear. You will take care of the friction. You'll take care of the, what feels to be like a famine, what, what feels like it's, you'll take care of it because you've put me in green pastures, and you're gonna restore <laughs> my soul. He says that. As Lord, he, he will restore the soul and, and guide me along, guide you along the path for his name's sake. I love that in this psalm, the word soul, it doesn't mean like, like we, we could break it down, soul, mind, body. This means your entire being, right? This means your whole being, mind, body, soul, spirit, everything about you. That's what this word soul means in this scripture. So he says, he, he, says, he will restore my soul. I don't know about you, but when, when, what's so beautiful is that when I recognize him as Lord, when I come under his lordship, he restores me. Woo! Did you hear me? 
He restores your mind. He restores your body. He restores your spirit. He restores you when you come under his lordship. This is a good word and we need it because we are walking around famished, malnourished believers in Jesus because we're trying to do it on our own, in our own way. And we're like, we're, we're sick. He's like, I didn't call for you to be sick. I called for you to come to me and let me nourish your soul. Are you hearing me? It's powerful. He's like, I want to restore your whole body. Anybody in for that? Just two of you. Anybody want the Lordship of Heaven to restore your body? Restore your mind? Come on, did you know that? That like pathways, it's been found. I'm a big believer in like the, the, the word transforming your mind. I've been through it. Like, hear me. There has been studies where there is insane amount of trauma, sick, nasty, hard, detestable things that have been done to people, but they go in and they start to renew their mind with the word of God, a.k.a. letting him restore their soul and watching pathways get recreated. I'm telling you. Like, like where, where, where something would happen and a mind would go that way, it's, it's broken because the Lord restored the mind of some. Oh my. Some of you just need to come under the Lordship of heaven and he will start to restore your mind. He restores things for his name's sake. Isn't that amazing? All of creation rejoices when, when people get restored for his name. It's all about him. It's not to walk around and be like, I got restored. Thank you. Look, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. I got restored. Ooh. I got to testify. I got restored. Why do people do that when they do like, I got to. <laughs> I'm going to start doing that. Hey. <laughs> Some of you are like, what are you doing? I don't know. I don't know. It's not about me. It's for his name's sake. Can I tell you, when you come under his lordship, and you let him restore, it's for his name's sake. He gets all the honor. He gets all the glory. He gets, he gets it all. <laughs> and evil gets put on notice. Darkness gets put on notice. For his name's sake. For his name's sake, he leads you along the right path. Will you let him? Do you trust him enough as Lord to lead you along the right path? I love that, uh, I, 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 just, I just know this to be true. I, I want his name to be made great in my life, but the times when it's not is when I think I'm doing the right thing in God, and he's actually never called me to do it. But when he's Lord, and I come into an agreement with that, and I listen to him, and I, I hear from him, I get on the right path, and I start to see his name getting glorified. Are you with me? That's, that'll, that'll help some of you. Okay, Christopher, can you come up to make me sound? A little more holy. As he's Lord, he promises you that he will walk you through the valley, the shadow of death. And no evil will need <laughs> to attach to you. No evil needs to come on you. It says, it says, you will walk through the valley of the shadow of death, and I will fear, David is saying, I will fear no evil. Come on, come on. I've said to people so many times, and it's the truest word I can say, but yo, sometimes the Lord's just got to, he's walking you through the valley. I love that he doesn't say he's going to park you there. Anybody thankful for that? It doesn't say, I will park you in the valley of the shadow of death for a while. You, you, you need to stay parked in the valley of the shadow of death. You just got some work to do. No, he says, I will walk you through the valley of the shadow of death. And you will fear no evil. That's what he says. He says, David's like, listen, when he's Lord over your life, you can walk through valleys and believe that he's still really good and know that he's doing something in you and through you and he's gonna carry you through that valley. I feel like, like it, it, there's only moments in life, like those shadow moments, those valley moments, when you get to learn how powerful the Lord is. I'm telling you, don't dismiss valley moments. Hear me. Oh, don't dismiss trials. You can work your way out of a trial, but you just get put back in it again at some point. Because God doesn't skip grades. Did you know that? So, so, so it's, like, it's like when you go through the valley of the shadow of death, when things seem really hard, when I'm sitting there for months and just going, this is nuts. 
I feel like every day it's just chaos. It's like, Lord, what are you doing up there? Anybody else ever, like, what are you doing up there, guy? No, just me. Hey, guy, what's going on here? He's like, it's for you. It's this is to build you. I'll lord over it and be the lord over you. Just keep walking. Keep going. Learn him. Know him. Discover him. Because only in the valley of the shadow of death will you understand how powerful the lordship of heaven is. I'm telling you, only in the darkest of moments do you really get a picture of how strong and mighty and <laughs> how good God is, is when you go through that valley. Don't despise the valley. Behold him as Lord. And when you behold him as Lord, he'll take you through those valleys and carry you through. And he says, as my Lord, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Come on. <laughs> The rod and the staff, they comfort me. No, I was watching the video of the sheep. And the, the shepherd had a rod. And he had a staff. And it wasn't like, it wasn't like very glamorous what he was doing with the rod and the staff. Right? Sheep are dumb. So sheep wanders. Shepherd comes and hooks the sheep with the rod and pulls him close. Not that gentle. He's not like, oh, come, my sheep. He's like wrestling the sheep, you know, trying to get him. Then there's moments where there's the rod where he kind of has to hit him a little bit. I'm like, come on, come on, come on. Can I tell you, correction is the highest form of love. Please hear me. Well, the Lord's just correcting me, and I don't like it. No, you should love it, because correction actually means you're his kid. It actually is a sign that you're his child. If I didn't correct my son... It, it would be like, it would be, I would just be like, do whatever you want. That's not love, right? I have, to, I have to correct and honor my son in that. God honors us with correction. So, so the rod, right, the, the staff, you know, you've heard this, we know this, but it's familiar, right? But when he's Lord and you behold him as Lord, when the correction and, and the, the staff and the rod that, that are there to what comforts you come, you don't run from it because it's actually a comfort. So you go like, oh, this really stings. Anybody? Like, oh, this hurts. <laughs> no, just me. I'm like, oh, this one is not feeling good. But you love me so much. And it's for comfort for me. Oh, would we, would we see him as Lord and would we receive his comfort? It's also, too, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a thing of defense for the shepherd. Hey, back out of here. These are my sheep. Hey, get out of here. Wolf, this is my sheep. So he's got his rod to grab you and pull you close and talk to you and help you. But he's also got his rod and staff to protect you, guard you. Because when he's Lord, he's ultimate owner of your life. And so, yeah, things might come against you, right? It says the weapons will form, but they will. Did you hear me? It says the weapons will form, but they will not prosper. You need to hear this. The rod and your staff, they, they, they comfort me. And so, so then he continues and he says, as my Lord, then you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. I know I'm teaching long. We just, this is so good. Anybody love the Bible? Like you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Can I tell you something? Your enemies aren't always, it's very few times, people. So don't read this like, look at what God's doing in my life. All my enemies, got a lot of enemies. Got a, it's, like, it's like, stop it. It's like, stop. Sometimes, sometimes, but we demonize people so bad. We make people, it's not, it's the, it's the warfare that we don't see. It's spiritual warfare that we don't actually recognize that's happening in our midst. And so we, we demonize the people instead of going like, this is a really bigger battle and war that's happening. And, but, but, but the promise of God is this, is as my Lord, he'll put a table before me in the presence of my enemies. I love this. Oh, what the Lord does is he, he, he gets you and he, he puts you right in the seat and he's right across the seat from you and he's like, look around. You just, see all that? Those are the things that are trying to rise against you. Just keep your eyes on me. Just keep your eyes locked right on me, Jay. Just let me be your Lord. Let me be your peace. Let me be your nourishment. Let me be your strength. Just keep your eyes on me. These people, these things, these, this evil, it's all around, but it's not going to touch you because you're face to face with the ultimate rule and authority and king. Nothing will touch you when you're at my table. 
It's a place of fellowship and nourishment. It's the nearness to God. And he puts it right in the midst of the enemies. I think God is funny. Anybody? Like he's hysterical. He's like, look, you can't touch him. Oh, you tried for years, y'all. <laughs> he's talking to the demon. You tried. But Jay, he's mine. Now he's going to be face to face with me as, as Lord. Come on, anybody ever, like, you thankful for where he came, where you came from, like where he brought you out. Like he says, he says this, he's like, he's like, man, can I tell you, when you behold him as Lord, you stop looking to the enemies. Oh my goodness, church, people, can I tell you, everything is, everything is not always a spiritual attack, <laughs> but, but sometimes it is. And what we got to do is we got to stop looking at the spiritual attack and the devil and the demons and the ah, and start looking at a really good God that put the devil and the demons under his foot already in Jesus' name. You got to stop looking at the enemies and start looking face to face with the Lord and going, I, I know all this noise is happening. I know all this chaos is happening, but you put me at a table with you. You're the Lord and I trust that what you're going to do at this table, all these enemies are going to shut their mouths and they're not going to have dominion and power and control. Listen, you got to stop looking we're beholding evil more than we're beholding him. I'm serious. Like, I'm so... We're beholding the, 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 the darkness. Man, we're good at beholding darkness. It's so evil. Yes, it's evil. It's been evil. It will continue to be evil. He will come back and he will make all things right. But he said, as you behold me as Lord, you will leave from that moment and you will go out and you will make the darkness turn into light. All right. Man, I've watched it so many times. People start to lose the lordship of heaven and they start to put their eyes on all the fear, doubt, lack, Keep your eyes on him at that table. You lack nothing. And the enemies of life won't be able to touch you. Continues, he says, you'll anoint me, fill me. Come on, anybody thankful for the Holy Spirit? It's the oil, right? Anoint my head with oil. That, that, that oil is a representation of the Spirit. And so now New Testament, New Covenant, he's like, I will anoint you with the Spirit of God. If you, It says, the Scripture says, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Did you hear me? It says where the Spirit of the Lord is. It doesn't say where the Spirit of the Savior is, where the Spirit of the friend is. It says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. So, so, so listen, he will anoint you with the Spirit of the Lord. And he'll make you so filled up that you'll overflow. Come on, how many of you know we need to be people that are overflowing with the power and the strength and the anointing of the Holy Spirit? And when you get the Lord as Lord, you stop thinking that you're lacking anything and you start to realize you have everything in him and you start to go out and you go... You start to make a difference because your cup will run over. Finally, this is it. My close. I know it's late. I'm so sorry. You guys all right? It says, surely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of my life. I think it's Andrew Murray that says, the Lord goes before you and there's two angels behind you. Goodness and mercy. I think I read that last night on one of the commentaries. It's like, Goodness and mercy will follow you. When he's the Lord, goodness and mercy just are right behind you. Come on, keep going. Follow him, follow him, follow him. Right? Get that picture, right? Right? Uh, if he's Lord and I'm following him as Lord, it's like goodness and mercy. The two angels just pushing me. It's like, okay, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. It's like, yeah, this is good. Yeah, my life is really good. Some of you, when you come under the Lordship of heaven, you start to realize your life is actually really good. You start to actually realize you have more than what you actually realize. Because the the goodness and the mercy will follow you all the days of my life. And as the Lord then, it says, it says, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. When he becomes Lord and you behold him as Lord, you want to dwell with him forever. Now, now I know the house of the Lord is this. This is a part of it. <laughs> we don't stay in the building all day. You got some of you are like, we got to go now. Like it's, I got brunch in 25 minutes. But it's like, it's like, yes, this isn't a task or checklist thing or a job to do to come to church. You want to be with him in the house of the Lord when he's Lord. You understand his full authority, his full ownership, his full covering. You want to be with him. But also too, it says I will dwell in the house of the Lord because of the Holy Spirit, because of Jesus. Now you get to dwell with him in his presence forever. 
His presence is not far from you. His presence is not a distant thing for you to experience. His presence is for you today. And when you behold him as Lord, you get to come into the agreement that his presence is for you. Do you believe that? He wants you to walk and live in his presence. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. I pray that this week you go and you behold him, yes, friend and father, but you behold him as Lord. You like you look at him and you're like, hey, as low as I can get, right? As, as low as I can get in my heart, you're Lord. You're in charge. I'm not. And so course correct me, help me, but I, I, I behold you as Lord. And I'm telling you, the promises of God will continue to carry out in your life. You'll experience green pastures, streams that are peace-filled, living water for your soul. You'll have a seat before your enemies and you'll realize, man, He's already won. Your, your cup will overflow and your life will be anointed because he promises that he's the Lord, the good shepherd. Amen? The spirit of lack has got to go today. Some of you, that's it. It's just the, the spirit of lack. You lack nothing in him. He's a good father. He's a good Lord. So would you stand to your feet? We're gonna open up altars in a moment. I'm gonna ask for the elders and our pastors to come. And I'm gonna ask this today. We, we are going to have people up here praying. Christopher, I've asked him to just sing over while people are getting prayed for. So please hear me. I'm asking that today, if we can. I just, feel, I just really believe today at the altar there's gonna be some, some really powerful work done in the spirit. And so there is space for you to go. The connect bar's there. Go connect with our team. But for some of you, like there's space in the lobby out there. Go talk, go hug, go embrace it. It's awesome. But the Lord is going to work in here today. And I believe the Lordship of heaven is going to fall on people's hearts. So I'm gonna pray for everybody right now. Some of you in this room, you've, you've never even declared him as the Lord. And today's the day where it's just gonna, we're just gonna invite you to declare him as the Lord over your life. You're transferring out of darkness into light. And I'll open up the altars in a moment, but I wanna just pray for you today that the Lordship of heaven would just fall on your hearts. If you want that today, just hold your hands up to receive the gift. It's a gift. It's a really precious gift from him. In Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus, we just receive the Lordship of heaven over our hearts right now. We receive your Lordship over our lives right now. We, we say yes to the Lordship over our minds, over our spirit, over our soul. We say yes to your authority. Yes to, to, to your rule. Yes to your ownership of us. We thank you that you're a good shepherd. You're full of love, full of mercy, full of grace. And we behold you today as Lord. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would help us to be a people that continually behold you. Behold him as Lord. I thank you for your word of promise and your word of life. You're so good to us. So we love you today. We honor you today. And we bless your name today. In Jesus' name. And everyone says, amen, amen, amen. 